What'd it do? Mm-hmm. What's coming on? Oh. Yep, I'm chilling. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. What y'all doing? A bunch of nothing going through my collection. Thinking about the good old days when it was fun to go uh, tour hunting. Yeah, I mean, that used to be something that uh, I did quite, you know, it was actually, I don't know, I think it got to be like an obsession. Like, we were always going out looking for action figures and stuff, like, nonstop. I mean, we'd be driving around. Like, if I knew, like, if somebody, if I knew or, like, if I saw that a wave had been out at one store, I would hit up, like, every single store in the whole Tarrant County and Dallas area. Yeah. Well, I'd hit up. That's for me and Daniel. Me and Daniel would wake up really early, go get breakfast, and then go tour hunting. And I'd be like, we, we would, I remember one time Shane, we went to the Target, and sure enough, Shane, after a couple, after a little while, you started recognizing each other. And me, and she's like, oh god. Me, me and Daniel were like, oh man, those assholes are here. And they probably think the same thing about us. Oh man, those assholes are here too. And they would be right at the door. We'd be right at the door. We never said nothing. And when the door opened, Shane, the fuckers took off in the store to go, go go grab stuff. Yeah, didn't y'all almost get like into a scuffle one time? Like for it was the holidays, and like they y'all were lined up, ready to go in, and these guys just like pushed their way through. Yeah, some swamp out to be an American. Yeah, they're just they were just you know <laughs> I, I get I, you know what do you say? They want it more than we do, but shit, man, don't fucking be pushing, you know. Guys get unruly for them toys, man. They want this. We got pissed like, hey, dude. Grown ass men getting over fucking toys. The guy let let them do that. Like, hey, dude, you're going to let these fuckers just push us out the way like we're trash and let them run in and run around the store like they're crazy? (laughs) So he's allowed to. Hey, hell yeah, I'd let the motherfuckers do that up at Best Buy. It pissed, and, and me and David, me and David just look at them. They look at us. and like, man, we're just going to do it one day, aren't we? We're just going to do it. <laughs> we're just fucking just throw it down one day. You know? Didn't one of y'all have something in your card or your hand one time and somebody snatched it or something like that? Yeah. Some guy was – I, I can't remember what it was. It was in our buggy. Wasn't and it a lion A lion action figure, like Thundercats or something? Something. I can't remember. And he, the dude fucking grabbed it at the buggy. <laughs> what did y'all do? Or do y'all – I just remember y'all just looked like shocked or whatever that he We're did it. Fucking shocked, like, hey, bro, what, what the fuck, man? Oh no, man, I, I, I need this. Like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> if you need this, go somewhere and get it. That's ours. Yeah, you know, come on, man. Like, fuck. But man. wait a minute. So let's let's go to this, okay? Got to be some sort of legal argument for this. Just that yet. It can't be yours. Yes, because yes, we didn't not. buy. It's not ours. Yes, I know. Well, I, well, but it, but see the. So possession is the basis of all ownership. So Daniel actually possessed the figure. He had it in his cart. And that dude violated uh, Daniel's rights by taking the property without permission. Well, but well, it wasn't his. He just wanted it. Uh, at that point in time, when it's in his hands and he intends to buy it, I think you could make an argument that it wasn't. He intends to buy it, but that doesn't mean that he will buy it. I, and well, if you're saying that he is going to buy it, that means you're predicting the future, and that's speculative. No, you mean reasonable people can predict the future, right? <laughs> I mean, you know the sun—the sun's, sun's going to rise every day, right? 
mean, no, yeah. no, you, you never know this is going to rise. No. Anything possibly. I, I, I will bet you $10,000 right now that the sun will rise tomorrow. I will bet it. I'm, and, and I mean, I have no problems. I, I'll swear that up and down. I'll post it all over social media. 10 grand that the sun rises tomorrow. What, what, was, cloudy, what was cloudy outside? You know, uh, even, oh, well, well yeah. it may be cloudy, but the sun will be there. And I can't see the fucking sun. <laughs> the sun will be there. I guarantee it. It'll be, it'll be daylight. Well, in, in that scenario, Shane, let's say me and Dale will say, hey, bro. What I'm saying, don't you? If, if yeah, you wanted to. I, I, think, I think you can make the argument. I think you would lose, though, because I think it could prove. How can you lose that? that? If you haven't paid for it, it's not yours. Yes, but, but what, I, what would a police officer say if I if you walked up and me and Dale were like, "Hey, bro, get that back to us." Oh well, you know, it's not yours. It was in our cart. What are you do as a police officer? Like, you're not gonna arrest him. You hey, sir, come on. It just frowned on. Don't fucking the, do that. Don't, the first thing the officer, the first thing the officer is gonna do is gather the facts. First, he's gonna hear your side of the story. Then he's uh, gonna hear that guy's side of the story. And then if he determines the crime has occurred, he's gonna give the guy a citation. You, you think know? so? He, he may say, "Hey, you." You can keep it, but I'm going to get you disorderly conduct or something like that. You know, you can't, you can't, um, yeah. you can't, you can't just go take something from somebody and then nothing happens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but see, that's you can, you can. If you haven't paid for it, you don't own it. It's not your property. No, I mean, yeah, but at the same time, I mean, what are you there for? I mean, if he, you know, if if Daniel set it aside. I would I could say, okay, well, he set it aside, so that's different. Well, but as soon as he puts it in his cart and he begins to push, for all intents and purposes, it's, it's almost his. We got to open this up to a poll, man. We got to yeah. have a popular agreement on this. Somebody needs to take a Facebook survey and get this out there. <laughs> it's like it's the same scenario. You got that when, officer, Shane. Yeah, you got that what, officer. Okay. From, you know, two, three of them. What would they do? It's, you know. It's the same scenario if you if you buy a car from a dealership, okay? But you don't you don't pay cash. You just you pay you're making payments, okay? No, 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 because money has already changed hands. That's the key difference. Well, okay. Let's say you just sign up for it and they give you the first month free, the first, or maybe they give you the first year. No, 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 because you've already entered into a contractual agreement. When you walk into that store and you pick up an item, you are signing a contract. You don't. No, you're not. Not physically signing it, but you are agreeing to a contract. What about people that put shit back? So you're saying everything I pick up and put in my cart, I have to buy? No, you don't have to buy it. You're free to that's breach a contract. You can breach a contract at any time. Wait, well, wait. But if I breach a contract with that dealership, my ass is going to get taxed. Possibly. That doesn't fit. <laughs> that's a different, different scenario, man. And not necessarily. You've got 30 days to void out of any contract. Legally, you can back out of any one. So if they give you 30 days free and you got 30 days to right. back out. The car has depreciated in value, so money does change hands in some form or fashion. So they're, only gonna do it, they're only going to do it on used cars. They're not going to do that shit on new cars. But the car is still going to lose its value the moment you take it off the lot. Not a used car. Yeah, it's, it's it is. They're not going to sell that car for the same price they were going to sell it to you. They're not trying to sell it. They're renting it. They're just leasing it. You get what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I'm just going with your scenario. Why convincing me, man? 
No, I'm telling you. If, so if, I pick up something from inside the store and I haven't paid for it. It is not mine. Okay. I had any time to go put it back or give it to somebody or somebody can take it from me. Okay. Well, now, well, I was like, hey, man, I was going to buy that. Well, you, you didn't. Can't. Well, I'm good. So you, you go there and you take it back from them. <laughs> All right. Let, let's say, let's say yeah, it's a Black crime? Friday deal. Let's say it's yeah, a Black right. Friday deal and they uh, got like TVs on sale. Like, and they're super cheap. And all the TVs except for one goes. And one lady, let's say she's like 89 years old, can barely move. She just somehow uses the strength to put that TV in her cart. And then some jackass comes and takes the TV and says, oh, you didn't pay for it. Well, then what the fuck? You're just going to say, oh, too bad. They, they you know? happen all the time. <laughs> what are you talking about? They happen all no, the under time. Aaron, under, Aaron law, under Aaron's law, that's okay. He's, he's like, well. You know what? Sorry. Sorry, lady. Survival of the fittest. We're going to go Darwinism. Aaron's like, that lady should have carried a gun and shot that bastard, and then she could have taken it. Or a taser. Or, you know, a taser would have been just fine. She could have tased the shit out of him, and then he would never be touching the things that she wanted to buy. Tase him in the store. No, we have to have a certain decorum of order. I mean, you can't just... You can't just go into anarchy, you know. There's still rules. They're not <laughs> anarchy. <laughs> if you buy it, leave with it. That's stealing because it's yours. You paid money for it. Yeah, but I, if I possess it, I also own it. Yeah, and possess. No, it. it still belongs to the. Okay, so if you possess that shit and you walk out the store with it, then what happens? <laughs> that still belongs to store. Well, that's well. a theft. That's that. Exactly, because it's not yours. <laughs> okay, the same principle applies to the person who took it out of your baggie. They also have. No, 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 it does not, because it still belongs to the store. So would I commit a crime then if, like, he took it from me? I said, "Hey, bro, no, fuck that." I snatched it back from him. Is that is that a crime? If I did, I assault him or no? Because him? you you got your property back. You know. That's the point I'm trying to make is it's not his property. If he wants it bad enough, then yeah, he can get it because he got it in the first place and he was going to buy that item. So yeah, he wants it because he wanted to buy that particular individual thing. I can tell you right now, if we were standing in front of a judge and we had a jury of 12 people and we told them the facts, then they would say that that person stole it. Because they're all biased. Because they would all want the same thing to happen to them if it happened to them. If somebody stole some or stole or took what they wanted, if somebody took what they wanted from their buggy, they'd get mad too. That's well, the only go. reason. That's just it's, it's clouded by it's clouded by rational emotion, not rational thought. No, it's justice, man. It's what reasonable no. people do. No, that's that's self gratification. Oh, that motherfucker took what I wanted. Now <laughs> I'm gonna take him. <laughs> just go jack people's shit, Aaron. You can't like go up to something. You know, you can't go up to some ornaments down and say, oh, this is mine now. You know? <laughs> they pay for those ornaments. If the they pay for, for the merchandise, for too. The store pays for it. You know? But that doesn't make it yours. Do you, you get what I'm saying? There's a technicality here that we're totally ignoring. <laughs> yeah, it's possible. For Mr. Collins. I, I don't know. Like I said, I don't know. I like, uh, like, I, but they wouldn't do nothing to him. We think, oh, anyway, citation. It, it depends. It, it just depends. To, to argue that, that you know, I, I would, I would be upset if that happened to me. I'm going to say that. Well, but the fact well, of the issue is, is that it is not mine until I pay for it. That is what I'm trying to prove here. Yeah, but that don't. That's not. That point's not going to matter. The the point is, it's going to be what the intent was of the person with the product. It's all about intent. It's intent and possession. 
mush it to me. <laughs> no, so, you can oh, prove intent. People get convicted on intent all the time. Especially with drugs, but I'm not talking about that right now. That, I'm talking that's why about they didn't bring they didn't bring charges against Hillary Clinton because they deemed that she had no intent. If you don't have intent, you can't you can't press a charge. Sure. And what, but what I'm trying to say is is that when it comes down to not being owned, okay, a third party. When it comes down to something being owned by a third party and two individuals are competing for that item, then you're not doing anything illegal by taking it from one person when they haven't paid for that item. Okay. Uh, Let me give you this scenario. Let me give you this scenario. Let's say when you set your when you set your property on the curb, it's it's public property. Anybody can have it. So let's say you set your TV on the curb and it's a big fucking TV. All right. And so this guy comes along and puts the TV in his truck. And while while he's in his truck getting ready to drive off, somebody takes it out of his truck and puts it in their car. Well, You're see, that that's all fair. That's that's, here's where that's different. No, no, no. Here's where I'm here's where I see a, a fundamental difference. When I take a buggy from Walmart, that's Walmart's buggy. That okay. truck that he took the TV out of is my truck. So let's say that's he a, rented the truck. He rented the truck, not his. It's his cousin's truck. Money for it. You're, just, you're trying to get around it, but that's it's not his, the point. It's his cousin's truck. It's a loaner truck. Then, then somebody, somebody that you know paid money for that damn thing. Somebody that is close to you. The TV, they didn't pay for the TV. I'm just saying the TV was set on the curb. So yeah, you're yeah. You can go. You can go take the TV from them because they have they didn't pay for it. If the motherfucker ain't down there by that truck, then yeah, I'm jacking that motherfucking TV. <laughs> That's theft, Aaron. It, it's signed. It's signed. No, no. Hold on a second, because you said the truck did not belong to that man. Yeah. I didn't steal it out of his truck. Now, if his if his cousin was there. Then that would be that because that's his cousin's Aaron, brother. You, you are you are talking out of your ass, son. No, 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 no. No, this is all bullshit. This is all bullshit because that's the thing. If that person that owned that truck wanted to accuse me of theft, then he could do that. If his cousin wanted to come up and say, "Hey, man, you stole something out of my truck," then he could do that. That's no. his truck. Walmart's. No, 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 no. That's not, that's not right, Aaron. You're 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 proposing anarchy. That's what you're proposing here. It's total chaos. So, so you get, you get what I'm saying, man. Okay, so because then let me let me rehash this. Let me go back to 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 speaking rationally here. If the cousin that owned that truck heard from his his cousin that was borrowing the truck, hey man, I put a TV in the back of the truck. Some dude came up and jacked it. Oh, well, did you recognize him? Yeah, I think I know who it was. Well, let's go confront him. They have every legal obligation to do that because that's his cousin's truck. He owns that truck. I stole something out of it. But when I'm at a convenience store. So you agree I, it was stolen. You agree it was stolen. Yeah, but that's but here's here's what let me finish my argument. When I am borrowing something from a convenience store that is not mine, I did not pay for it. I don't know anybody that has paid for it. If I put stuff in that buggy and I leave it unattended and I come back and it's gone, they didn't steal it. Okay. They didn't steal so, it. So under your scenario then, if if a Walmart employee says, Hey, you took that guy's item from your cart, you stole it. So then they would be able to do something. How is it theft? The same way taking the TV from the, the truck is theft. Yeah, okay. So if, if Walmart wanted to come out on me and say, hey, you stole that from that man, then Walmart can do that. You can't do that. It's not your property. 
So we're all just slaves to Walmart, apparently. Can't get away from it. <laughs> I, I, just, I just know what I you know. know. I'm, Game company. I'm, but, I'm telling you right now, if we were in front of a jury, they're convicting that bastard of theft. It doesn't make it right. It is right. It no, it's not. Right. You can't just take people's shit. You can't just go into a store and take somebody's stuff. But you don't own it, so yes, you can. <laughs> All right. You know what? You know what? Just just Uh-oh. try it out tomorrow, Aaron, and see how far you get. No, don't just go try. It. Don't try it. <laughs> just just walk up to somebody. Maybe they got like fruit. Maybe they got some apples. Take Brent, the apple right brought- out of their cart and say, "Hey, uh, you didn't buy it," and just walk off and see what happens. Go up to a restaurant, Aaron, and, and see somebody that orders a meal and walk up to it and eat it all on their plate and say, oh, you didn't pay for it yet, and see what happens. Oh, no, 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 no. no. Just, just no. take the steak, just take a plate, sir, you didn't buy this yet. Yeah, I'll just start eating it and say, oh, hey, hey, I'm sorry, sir, you're you didn't pay for this yet. You're changing, the you're changing the conditions. Somebody brought that item to that person. Somebody put the item on the shelf. But yeah, they didn't. They didn't bring that thing to me. I went to them. Fast food. It's fast food, and the the fast food attendant sets the food on the counter, and calls the number, and then your dumbass walks up there and takes the fucking hamburger and then say, "Well, no, that happens every day. That shit happens every day." I thought that order was mine, and they end up walking away from it. Yeah, that's and I guess I got to make another one. And yeah, it happens. That sucks for the company, right? Right. Well, it's some, well, it depends on if they paid or not. No, if they didn't but, pay, that's stealing. But if okay, well, hang on, hang on. Me and this guy get the same. I can't believe we're doing this, but we're doing it. <laughs> Me and this guy get the same food from Taco Bell. His order was supposed to come before me, but I didn't hear this jackass order his food. I just know that we have the same order. And so when they say, "Uh, fucking Gordita Supreme," uh, we're ready, ready to go. I'm gonna go up there and get that Gordita Supreme because that's what I ordered. And then I'm going to leave, and that guy's like, oh, I think that was mine, and I'm walking out the fucking door. <laughs> okay, so in the scenario in which there is more than one item available, that's different. Daniel's scenario, there was only one toy left, only one. So if you go into Taco Bell, and they only have one burrito, just one so burrito. Because, because it was the last one that changes everything. Well, it was. It was. It was the last one. So it was the last one. <laughs> You see what I'm saying here, though? Because you're supplanting rationality with emotionality. You're being like, oh, that's the last one. I can't get it now because he ran away from it. Okay. So that's what I'm hearing. If you're in Taco Bell, do that. you're in Taco Bell, and y'all both <laughs> ordered a burrito, and the guy in front of you orders a burrito, and you want a burrito, too, and they tell you, sir, we're out. We have no more burritos. And you say, okay. And then you just stand back in the corner, and you wait until they say, one burrito up. And then you walk over there and take that burrito. You stole that burrito. Because I didn't pay. You pay for it. You may pay for it, but you stole it. But that's that's the thing. If if I was in that scenario and I paid for a burrito and they didn't give me my goddamn burrito, I'm getting something else. And best believe, I'm going to get my money back. Yeah, but, you can't but Daniel, Daniel didn't want something else. Daniel wanted Lion-O. He didn't want anything. <laughs> he wanted Lion-O. But it, that doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> no, it matters. Okay, but I'm telling you, Aaron, go up to Taco Bell tomorrow and take somebody's order and see what happens. Just do it for fun. Uh, they'll, they'll get they'll get aggravated and probably physically accost me, so I'm not going to do that. Oh, okay. I, I, I wouldn't do that. Like, like Target, and we're like, well, man, if you didn't buy this bread, technically, so I'm just take your bread out of your buggy. 
Hey, I'm for bread on the shelf. I'm gonna take it for me and my three kids. <laughs> I'm just telling you, man. When it, I don't when know you, what would happen. I don't know. Uh, when you put that register or something or stop at the door, sir, did you take the bread? No, I bought this bread. I didn't steal the bread. <laughs> when you when you take that property, I'm telling you, when it's in your hands, rightfully, law, lawfully in your hands. You have a right yeah. to claim. I'm going to argue that Walmart has to step in and intervene and be like, sir, you got to give that back to that lady. We can't, we can't rely on a third party to always save us. We have to be we, able to make We have to rely on that company to do it. It's the company's property. If the company wants to dictate who gets it, then they get to do that. It's theirs. Yeah, they can if they choose to. But if they choose not to, though, we still should have a right to say. Well, you know, saying that that probably makes sense. That that guy probably had that Aaron scenario. He was like, "Hey, these guys tend to get violent, so I can take it." You know, which is funny. You know, yeah, but it's not a fucking lie. We could have done something. You know, know, do you think they would have taken it if it had been Big Dan? You think if Big Dan had been pushing that fucking cart around, somebody would have went up there and. no, I probably not. You know, I probably you see a big guy like that. We can oh, that so it's the threat of violence that changes things up. Is that what it is? Yeah. But you get what I'm saying is like you're you're throwing in all these irrational factors. You're not judging, basing your judgment on pure rationality. No, it's perfectly rational. What's mine is mine. <laughs> but it's not yours. You haven't paid for it. It's about to be mine. Like look, totally. It's about to be mine. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm proposing that you could argue. <laughs> when you that's how they can get you for theft when you're walking towards out of the store and you're not out the store yet that's how they can get you because they can say reasonably we can assume that you are about to leave the store with it without paying you you yeah you passed the point of sale uh yeah but you get past those registers now you could you could say oh no i was just uh walking i just felt like walking in a yeah. circle i just i wasn't going to leave and and what are you going to do then you know, under Aaron's law, you would say, well, he didn't pay for it. You know, I mean, come on, man. You didn't pay for it. <laughs> you didn't pay for it. It's not yours. Now, there's there has to be some discretion. Just like you said, some people forget. What if it's an old senile woman and she forgot that she didn't pay for this shit? You got to have Lock her ass up. She should have yeah. known better. That's, that's, what I said. that's what I said. The company has to step in and say, okay, we get to mitigate this because we own the product. And so the company would make the decision, well, she's but, old. But she's the flat. company the companies don't always make the decision. Sometimes it's up to citizens. We should be able to feel justified that what's mine is mine. So Shane, would that would that be the same thing? Say if like Aaron put like something Aaron put like um an old TV of yours on on the curb, and uh, someone took it. And like two days later, you know, it's like, hey, Aaron, where's my TV at? Oh, I put it on the curb for you. And he said, no, not that TV, the other TV. But Aaron knew the guy down the street who took it. <laughs> Could you go down the street and say, hey, sir, he gave you the wrong TV. It's technically still my TV. Can I have it back? And he says, no, it's on the curb. Yeah. <laughs> so what you have to do, you have to prove uh, whether or not. That Aaron was authorized to make that deal, but because once, uh, once it's on the curb, once it's on the curb, <laughs> once you put it on the curb, it's public property. Once it's on the curb, it's public uh, property. But if it's, I would say Aaron's actions, if unauthorized, constitute a theft. That's like that episode of Pawn Stars when um, the the son Corey he he uh, went and bought a hot air balloon, 
and he it was going to cost a hundred thousand dollars, and and then you know Rick says no, you can't go buy a fucking hot air balloon. That's ridiculous. And Corey's like, well, I already told the guy I would, and we're getting the down payment. And he was like, Corey, you can't make that kind of a purchase. That's eighty thousand dollars. So they had to Rick had to get in the truck, go down there with Corey, and tell the guy we want our money back. We're not taking the we're not taking the balloon. So, so he had to give him. So they got the money back. Though, yeah, right? I mean, because at that point, when it's when it's big money like that, oh, you best believe your attorneys are about to get involved if they don't. If the guy didn't, uh, you know, give the money back, they're going to get sued. Because hmm. that was big money. Um, yeah, I'm okay, talking about, so, you're talking about twenty, thirty, forty dollars at most. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying, you put me in front <laughs> of the jury. And that bastard's getting convicted of theft. This is going to happen. <laughs> no, he's not, dude. No, he is yes, not. He is. He's going to get convicted. In the face that the jury needs to be impartial, not think about how they would feel in that moment, and understand the true facts of the case no. is that the person did not own the property. They didn't pay for it. No, you have to prove beyond a reasonable doubt that they're guilty of theft. And I would say that a reasonable person would assume that, that person was guilty. I would argue that those reasonable people are biased because they're putting themselves in that scenario and how they well, feel in that place instead right, of so, acting on. So, so let's let's present our theories and see which one wins. I I, I can I can almost bet which one's going to win. <laughs> almost bet? No, no, no. You know, <laughs> almost bet my the ass. Only way, the only way the only way that I lose this case is if the jury's full of thieves, and then I would lose. <laughs> <laughs> if they have actually convicted thieves on the stand, I will lose because they'll say, oh, yeah. That's the bullshit, though, is what I'm arguing is the whole point of this conversation is that what I'm trying to say is that you're basing how you would feel is basis where your judgments are coming from. It's not no, about I'm how not, I didn't say anything about feelings. I'm saying possession. I owned it. I intended to buy it. That's not a feeling. You can, you can prove. You can prove what I intend to do. Okay, wait a minute. So if I intend to go buy some drugs and I'm on my way to the drug dealer, but I haven't bought the drugs yet, I'm still guilty. Yep, you get yeah, you get charged. People get charged all the time for buying. Uh, yeah, you, you were going to buy some drugs. Yeah. <laughs> how, how are you going to prove that I was going to buy those drugs? No, no the, messages have the words. The words you the words you say. If you go up to a police officer and you say I want to buy some drugs, you're going to get arrested. <laughs> Okay. Yes. 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 Let's let's uh, let's do it this way. Let's let's go. Let's go on a roundabout way so the person that I'm buying the drugs from doesn't know I'm going to buy the drugs. Because when you go into Walmart, they don't know what you're going to buy when you get there. So let's let's go that way. Let's draw that parallel. So okay. I'm going to go buy. But my friend told me where to go and what to what to do to get the drugs. My friend told me that he's the only person that knows I'm going to go buy those drugs. Just like this person I live with is the only person that knows I'm going to go buy trash bags. You see, you see how I'm drawing the parallel? Okay. Okay. So I go to get those drugs, but nobody knows. Nobody but my friend knows I'm going to go get those drugs. I pull up in front of the drug dealer's house. I go up and I'm getting ready to knock on his door. And a yep. police officer comes and blesses me and says, hey, we've been pulling a sting operation on this house. You're, you're guilty. You're going to jail. If he can prove, if he can prove your intent, you're screwed. What happened? Your intent. Huh? I got the money in my pocket, but I have not talked to this dude. This dude doesn't know me. Just like you wouldn't normally know a cash register uh, uh, cashier. You wouldn't normally know the people that stock those things on those shelves. Right. Just right. like the drug dealer wouldn't know me in this scenario. 
you're so going to So what are you going to tell the officer why you're there? What are you going to tell him why you're there? You're just knocking on people's doors <laughs> and shit? Yes, there you go. Uh, would you like to hear about our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ? I'm a Jehovah's oh, Witness. So you're lying. You're going to lie. <laughs> well, no, that's wait a minute. That's how, <laughs> that's how it works here. You get to lie. You just lie. Of course you're going to lie. You know? You're trying to buy drugs. Yeah, well, so I think you can improve. So if Aaron, you know, if he's wanting to buy drugs, chances are he's going to look like a drug. He's going to have baggy clothes and he's going to look the type. And when he pulls up to a known drug dealer's house, when he pulls up to a known drug dealer's house and goes and knocks on the door and he's got a wad of cash in his pocket, guess what time it is? Um, <laughs> Stereotype. It ain't minute time. That that is. Right, that, uh, I had I've seen guys all the time. They get taken to jail just because they have five thousand dollars in cash on them. It's like, why the fuck you got this money in a bag? I mean, it's just that's the kind of shit we did to people in Iraq. That's fucked up. No, I mean, if you got if you have probable cause, and well, I mean, the guy had drugs on himself too. But I'm just saying, you know, and he had a gun. He had a gun in the uh, glove box. Now, you know, that guy he had a gun in the glove box. He had five thousand dollars in cash on him. You could just say, "Hey, I'm just I, I like keeping cash and I like carrying a gun." I mean, come on, man! You know what the hell are you doing at four o'clock? Defense, and I'm carrying cash because I don't use a bank. No, they carry the gun because they're fucking. They don't want to get robbed while they're doing their drug deal. Yeah, that's a drug dealer. But I know plenty of Mexicans that don't use fucking banks and they carry guns. Well, what about you? Do you know any Mexicans like that? No, I do not know <laughs> Mexicans like that. I'm the only Mexican I know. <laughs> my brother. Yeah. <laughs> As it goes, anyways. Don't, don't know a lot of them. I ain't gonna lie. I don't, I don't, we really got off on a tangent here fucking minutes, but <laughs> yeah. you know, the last well, listeners to write in to message Shane Rollins on Facebook or myself, Christopher Rollins, or John Pimentel. Yeah. What do you think would happen? Would I, would I get the item back? Or would I guy go to jail? You did, you I don't got, think he would go to jail. He's not going to go to jail for a year. <laughs> you, you, He's not going to go to jail. I don't think he would. You know, I'm just telling you, if I, if I put a poll up, I can tell you what most people are going to vote for. Sure, because people are irrational. No. That's the whole thing I'm trying to make. It's a rational decision. Well, it's an emotional response. Hey, he took that from me. That's I'm I'm angry because I was going to get that, and that's the last one on the shelf. And blah 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 blah. Well, well, you got to word it just right though when you say to Paul to make sure both sides. Oh no, feel no, like it's a fuck fair that. Question. I'm gonna word it the way I want to word it. <laughs> I want to. That's Shane's. <laughs> Shane's the most competitive some bitch I know. <laughs> so so Aaron, you you gonna put a poll up saying, hey, if I go to the store and get some bread out from someone's buggy, did I steal that bread? Right, <laughs> I'm not gonna say that people are gonna be like, Yeah, you stole from that, some bitch. I'm gonna explain. So, yeah. I'm gonna, yeah, so I'm gonna say, hey, I had bread in my car, and so Jackass stole my bread. Did he steal my bread? Oh, took the bread in my buggy. Did he steal my bread? I used the word you know? steal, so yeah, that's our automatically leading those people to believe that okay, I, I used the word steal. In my how, argument. how you gonna say it? How you, he took my bread, he he confiscated my bread, he uh, <laughs> what. <laughs> How are you going to say that he took my property out of my buggy? How are you going to say it? That make it sound nice. <laughs> make it sound nice. Yeah, some feeble old woman that couldn't fight back. I just took it and ran off and laughed at her long way. <laughs> <laughs> can't make I took that someone's buggy sound nice. <laughs> you can't make it sound nice. <laughs> okay. So, um, let me see. Uh, 
in the UK under Section 1 of the Theft Act of 1968, theft is defined as a dishonest appropriation of property belonging to another with the intention of permanently depriving that other person of the property. The victim of the theft would not the victim of the theft would not be the shopkeeper, but the person who has taken the items from the shelves or wherever in the shop with a view to buying it when all the shopping has been done. By putting items in the shopping trolley, the victim has honestly appropriated them, even though they have not yet paid for them. So even though the shop has not lost anything, because in this scenario, you described the thief went on to pay for them at the till, the shopper who initially chose them has lost out. The thief has also appropriated the items, but has done so dishonestly. And by paving, paying for them, has demonstrated an intention to permanently deprive the victim of them. Ordinarily, in a well-stocked supermarket, the victim would simply start their shopping all over again. So no complaint of theft is likely to ever be made, but perhaps not always. Bam. Say something else. Well, there you go, Eric. There you go. Uh, I'm going to say that's the UK. They're full of shit. We don't do anything. Our laws like- are based off of the UK laws. We, we borrowed their system. And so uh, the behavior, the behavior, the, what it hinges on is dishonest behavior. When that guy took that card out of that product out of Daniel's cart, it was dishonest. And if you can prove that in court, you win. I, I don't think that's Drop fair. Dropping the mic. Nope. <laughs> Dropping the, drop the mic. You didn't pay for it. It's not yours. Well, but you were dishonest, so you lose. Honestly, is the best. I didn't like come up when you weren't looking or while you were in the bathroom. Honesty, you were and you didn't. Honesty is the best policy. That's, I like how they worded all that too. That's like the perfect word usage in that whole scenario. Yeah, perfect counter for my. They know, they know like people like Aaron are going to try to bend everything you say. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, unless Aaron, you can Google something better, Aaron, to prove otherwise. I'm not about to do that right now. No, I mean, I, I know what Aaron's it, saying. I'm, I'm saying there's not a valid argument to be made, but I think you'll lose because it's dishonest. That's all. It's not a valid argument. So, you're, you're going to acknowledge the validity of my stance and yet not acknowledge that it's right. Well, that's, 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 what, that's what debate is. That's why we have the system that we have. You. You, you you present two ideas and you determine which one you like better. No, that's it, it can't be about which one is the most good. It's either good or it's not good. That's that's politics. That's compromise. That's how the system works. <laughs> uh, that's how law school that, works. That's, uh, how, that's yeah. how it works in you know in logic. You you pick the most. They they may all be right answers, but you got to pick the most right answer. That's that's bullshit. You can't do that on a fucking test in college. You can't sit I've there. Done it. It's I've, most- I've actually literally done it on a test in college where I was required to do it. I yeah, do a math quiz where you got to solve an equation. Which equation is the most correct? Yep. They ask, you that. They, ask the, they ask it just like that. They'll ask the question just like that. No, the, it, it, the math is either right or it's not right. So no, you have three. Which, most, which is most right. Yeah, potentially three wrong answers and one right answer, or it's a multiple. But sometimes the professors trick you and they get it to where any answer theoretically could be right. It's about dishonesty. It's the best policy, man. And you're tricking me? What the fuck? (laughs) That's what they do. (laughs) So, 
So you tell me two guys can have the same answer, but it, it depends on who did the formula correctly or mostly yeah. but better. There you go. I guess. Bam. That's Bam. <laughs> um, okay. So, uh, yeah, I'm glad we got the nice little legal discussion from a friendly talk about John reminiscing on the days of action figure hunting to the next 30 minutes. Sorry, it wasn't yours. Of legal venture. Uh, I did actually have a topic for tonight to discuss, uh, which kind of relates to, to thievery. Um, I sent you guys two pictures of these people that call themselves real-life superheroes, RLSH. It's actually a movement. Um, they've the, It's an organization that meets in... I, I think they meet in New York once a year. They may have, they may change it around around the country, but it's these people who, okay, so when we say superhero, what are we talking about? These are not people with powers or special abilities. Like they can't fucking see into the future or lift a car up with their hands. Super. They're not, they're not, the, the, all, the only thing that makes them super is that they put on very flamboyant costumes and they walk around cities and say that they're there to prevent crime from happening. So there's certain military components or paramilitary components that don't qualify for that, even though they wear extravagant uniforms. So, so, so like a real, like a real, real superhero would be like somebody that's spec ops or in the Marines or somebody that's, you know, actually in the shit doing things. That would be like a real uh, superhero. Like when, seriously, when we say, is what you're saying. When we, when we say, well, some of them are veterans. So, I mean, it, it can go either way, but, um, so the term, the term, what's a hero? I mean, you know, that we can get into the, we can get into the specifics of that. I'm, I'm excluding for the purposes of this conversation. We're not talking about police, military, or firemen. We're not talking about that. All right. They're, they're off the table. Military. Disclaimer. Police, Disclaimer. Okay. Yeah, they're off the table. We're talking about private citizens who put on suits or uniforms or costumes and go out and try to prevent crime. Wouldn't that be the same as a security guard or somebody that works for a security detail? Yeah, I mean, no, these guys aren't getting paid necessarily. They're just doing it out of their and, free will. Yeah, they're not, they're not staying in one spot. Either. They're, they're moving around. You know. Huh? They have neighborhood watches for that or Crime Stoppers? Yeah, it's basically like a neighborhood watch, but it's not officially recognized by a police department or a municipality. Pennies. Huh? How are these people not criminals themselves for being vigilantes and executing vigilante justice? Right. Well, you, you only become a vigilante. So some, so under the law, you can actually commit a crime if it prevents a greater crime from occurring. Okay. So, for example, let's say you walk into a grocery store and a dude pulls out a gun and points it at a lady's head. You pull out your gun and shoot that dude, you will be justified. Correct. Correct. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, it's the same principle. Like the the prevention of the loss of life, right? Isn't that a? Yeah, I mean, yeah, the loss of life. So let's say, okay, so just change the scenario. Let's say the guy doesn't pull out a gun, but let's say he he uh, he snatches somebody's TV out of their fucking cart. Since we were talking about that, he snatches <laughs> the TV, and then Do Gooder John pulls out his gun and shoots him in the back as he's running out the store. Now John's going to jail. I mean, because that he, yes, he pay for TV. <laughs> <laughs> under under my scenario, which I'm right, that guy John prevented a crime from occurring by shooting that guy. So, but at the same time, John, shooting that guy, <laughs> right? Exactly. So John would be guilty. So 
so that because the threat's away from me, right? The threat's away from right. me. Right. So a vigilante right. is somebody who goes looking for the trouble and puts themselves in the situation where you know they don't have a choice. So Phoenix Jones is an example of a actual real life vigilante. That's the black guy that I sent y'all the photo of. Uh-huh. He operates. I can't remember what his superhero name is. It might be fucking Phoenix, Phoenix Jones. Jones. I don't know. But he's a he's a trained MMA fighter. Uh, he lives on the West Coast in Seattle. Uh, he's got this suit. It looks like it's a modified Batman costume that he painted and cut the, it looks like cut it. the ears off. Um, well, he got so one night he was out walking, and of course he, his dumbass has a camera crew with him when he goes out and does this shit. And a fight breaks out at a nightclub. Now, Phoenix Jones carries a can of pepper spray on him, and he sees these people throwing down, and I mean they're beating the hell out of each other. Phoenix Jones, dressed up in his suit, interjects himself in the crowd and begins praying motherfuckers with, with the OC spray. And the police, of course, arrest him for vigilanteism um, because, you know, he's not supposed to do that. You're not supposed to get involved like that and try to dispense justice. Even, so, though, even though the greater crime of somebody getting uh, seriously injured or killed was prevented. So, yeah. So, what, Steve? So, okay. So let me back up and <laughs> let me clarify. You can, you can, so it's a defense, right? It's not necessarily mean that, it doesn't mean that you're not going to get charged. You, you're still going to have to prove to the court that your actions prevented a greater crime from occurring. If so you, you, can, okay. you get charged. Go to jail. Right, yeah. No, Phoenix, I don't know if he went to jail. I think he, he bonded out, but I think he was, get, he did get charged. And, but yeah, you still get your thumbprint and all that crap put in there, and you got to walk yeah. through the jailhouse and all that stuff, don't you? Yeah, I uh, believe he did. Yeah, he had to go to court, and and Phoenix Jones, his dumbass, showed up at the court wearing that costume, and oh lord, fully decked out. And the judge, the first thing the judge said is, "Sir, uh, I need you to remove that mask in my in my court. You can't wear that in here." So, I mean, of course, he took it off. Um, I I can't remember if he was cleared or if they just gave him a warning. You know, look, you just need to cut this out. It's too dangerous because, you know, you're putting yourself in harm's way. Um, but at the same time, I think Phoenix made that argument, you know, well, Judge, if I hadn't have been there, somebody could have seriously gotten hurt. So you just have to you have to make the argument to, to win the case. So, so let's let's say uh, look at the fact scenario and make that argument without someone doing it for you. You can just look at it and say, oh, well. If he hadn't been here to do all this and that and the other, I mean, they do it in the fucking comic book movies all the time. Batman saved me. If he had been here, I don't know what I would do. Superman just saved all of our lives. And if he had been here, we'd all be dead by now. That's the same thing for him. You don't need yeah. well, the. What about the. And, and exonerate you. you. You didn't do anything wrong. Well, that's why, that's why Batman's an outlaw, because he's never been exonerated by a court. He's never had somebody look at the evidence and make a decision. But the, the evidence is there, though. So all those people that he kept from being raped or stabbed or cut up by Zaz or kidnapped by the Joker or murdered by the Joker, the, the evidence is there. The Joker had me in his, in his uh, captivity, and he held me for X amount of time. And Batman beat the shit out of him and put him in Arkham Asylum, and now I'm free. Yep. Well, Batman's a cold mofo. Batman ain't fucking around. He's going to say, say, could I, could I be say, say, let's say like the Joker, like legitimately hired me to be like a bodyguard and Batman fucked me up. Like, well, sir, I was doing my job and Batman fucked me up. Right. Could Batman get in trouble? Yeah, he would. He'd have to, he'd get, he'd get sued. Because, well, then, 
job involved detaining somebody against their will. Isn't that illegal? I'm doing my job. No, if if you if you're if so, let's say for example, let's say you just you're oblivious to the Joker, and maybe the Joker has a front man who runs his business, and the front man tells you, hey, uh, you know, I have a safe in here. I need you to stand outside the door and make sure nobody gets in here and gets into the safe. And the guy's got all the proper licenses. He's certified. He's got a firearm. And But Batman knows that he needs to get into that room because there's like a fucking nuclear explosive in that safe. And so Batman jumps in, breaks the dude's arm, gets into the room. Lo and behold, there's no fucking nuke. Batman's information was wrong. And then he just leaves. So what's going to happen? Batman is liable for that guy's injuries. Yeah. I mean, because he wasn't doing anything wrong. He was just doing what he thought he was supposed to do. Any law students out there, this is a great, great little bit for you guys. (laughs) That's like when, um, that's like if, uh, if, if a thief breaks into your house, but your house is dangerous, uh, you can get sued by the thief. Someone did win that. The guy was going to rob someone's house. He fell through the stamp skylight. He broke his leg on the coffee table. He fucking sued the owner. Doesn't for his coffee table. Backwards, though. You were trying to break in. What it boils down to that. is that a person has a reasonable duty to keep their property safe. <laughs> Ain't that some bullshit, yeah. though? Yeah, <laughs> Wait I mean, a minute. Hold up, Shane. You sure you want to use that terminology? <laughs> I mean, it is bullshit, but it's true, man. Because um, because I can recall a certain person we know getting hurt on your property. Who got hurt? Mom! She broke her gun! Oh. <laughs> oh. Well. <laughs> yeah. Um, she did break her ankle. She, she wasn't she trying was to... doing, though. She knew she was a jump over a fence, though. I, I she think, knew that. I think you would argue in that situation, her actions were extremely unreasonable. A reasonable person would not park their car up to a fence and try to vault it in her condition. <laughs> in her you condition. Know? Yeah, but the, the but what you just said, a reasonable person needs to keep their property safe. And your property wasn't safe. You had this shitty ass fence still up no, in the my, fen- my fence was safe. Fences aren't designed for people to be climbing over them. <laughs> it's that not raping two hundred pounds. That fence has been up the whole time I've been there. Not once had a plank fallen over. Not one time. <laughs> So, so you, 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 you're telling me, Shane, like, if I walk in your house and a piece of tile comes loose and you didn't know about it, and I trip over that tile and hit a corner of a coffee table, you're liable for my damage because I, I have a loose tile and I hit my, top, my head on your coffee table. Well, it, it depends because you, you said the words that I didn't know about the tile. It, it depends on the- God, you can't really do anything it, about it, that. It should, it should be if I had reason to know. So, like, let's say, for example um, – you know, if it, if the if the driveway is is iced over and I slip in the driveway, well, I can't control the fucking ice in the driveway. I can't uh-huh. I can't do anything about that. But let's say I'm I'm changing the oil in my truck and like I have oil slick all over the fucking place, and then you slip in that. Well, now I'm liable because I should have cleaned up the oil. Well, well how's that guy from that court case then? That doesn't make any sense to me. I- how did that guy win a court case? That yeah, the skylight. The skylight was dangerous. That's that's how he won. How you stepped on skylight? You fell through the roof. You yeah. broke your leg on a coffee table. Is that he was undertaking danger by climbing onto the roof? Yeah, but a reasonable person uh, would keep. It wasn't the standards of the skylight wasn't kept up to reasonable standards. 
And, and like you said, a reasonable person does a reasonable person try to climb into somebody's roof and then break in their house. Well, if uh, if somebody's just on the roof, there has to be a certain level of safety. He wasn't just on the roof. He was trying to break into his home. I know, but he, the fact was that he was on the roof. That's not – no, there's, there's more to it than that. That's You can't just stop it there and say he was on the roof. He fell through the sky like he went. <laughs> he can't do that. Yeah, he can actually. I mean, yes, his, he intended malice, but, you know, you can't, you can't just – because somebody tries to steal your property, you can't fucking kill them. You know, <laughs> he didn't try to do that. He just had a skylight up there and the dude fell through the skylight. Yeah. How could that person that owns that property possibly predict, oh, a thief is going to climb right over that spot right there. I'm putting a glass through there. So I'm gonna step right. on that bitch. And walk well, and die. <laughs> well, it's, the same, it's the same principle when you have a pool in your backyard. You have to keep it fenced in because if somebody drowns in your pool and you don't have a fence up, well, then you're liable. You're liable for damages. So if that guy would have said. Slid off the roof into the pool. Like, okay, let's say he <laughs> slid off the roof, hit his head on the pool, and drowned. The, 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 the parents could sue him for his pool, that pool not being fenced in? Uh, if the pool wasn't fenced in and he slid off the roof, but he, like, I, I guess it would depend on how he slipped off the roof. I guess I would need to know. Conditions safe is the, are the shingles, uh, you know, properly installed? Shingles will lose. Yeah. Was the roof inspected recently? Did they live up to the homeowners association standards? Uh, if, it's just, if it's just a freak accident that he fell, you're not going to be liable for that. But if you have a skylight that's in disrepair and you're just like, "Fuck it, I don't need to get it repaired," and somebody breaks their ankle on it, well, well, it's yeah. not. It's not just somebody. The the thing is, is that there's a difference between an innocent person on your roof, like a like a roof repairman, or somebody that's a roofer is up there well, working on your roof. So, and so what? Yeah. So, so what you do in that situation? They're suing you for breaking their leg. You sue them for trespassing onto your property. And you get but wait money. a minute. Why didn't that guy he's, do that? Yeah. If he's still good, you're not going to get a greater settlement for him trespassing. He's going to well, get the greater settlement for being broken and, and hospitalized. What, what you would do is you would sue for trespass, and you would say, I need to sue for trespass for the exact damages of his hospital bill because I got sued by his actions. And if I hadn't, if he hadn't have done it, if he hadn't trespassed, I wouldn't have been sued. That's what you got to do. But that involves a whole legal uh, process that just mires you down in paperwork and court proceedings. Yeah, the law system sucks, man. I ain't trying to lie about that. It's a pain in the ass. <laughs> I, ain't, I, ain't, I ain't trying to say. I mean, minute, those attorneys are in it to get your money, man. That's what they fucking want. Let's go back to Phoenix Jones, man. This is making me fucking aggravate. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Anyway, go back. Yeah. So, anyway, okay. Ahead, so, Tim. there's another guy that I sent y'all a picture of. This, the goofy looking white guy below, uh, Master Legend. Uh, mm-hmm. And Master Legend actually had a pilot show made about his life, um, which I, 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 I watched it. It was on Amazon Prime. It's actually a pretty damn good show. I'm surprised it didn't get picked up because it was interesting. Um, so, Phoenix Jones is this really well built MMA fighter. You could see him getting into the mix and kicking people's asses if he had to. But Master Legend is like a normal fucking guy just walking around in in shitty motorcycle body armor. And his weapon, in case he gets in tight situations, is you know those fucking post hole things that you pound posts into the ground? Or wait a minute, are you a jack? He's got one of those that he's He's got one of those that he grabs with his hand. He sticks his hand in through it, and like he uses it like a fucking 
like to punch people with it. Oh, oh. oh well, that, that's definitely assault, you know. But on any standard, his battery. That's, that's his thing is that you know, and, and when the shit gets bad, he pulls that bad boy out. That's when it gets bad. Um, and this guy's real, man. You can go to Florida where he lives and see him going on patrol. I mean, it's I'm not making it up. He's so. I mean, yeah, he has a show about his life, but he really does this shit. And he's homeless. He looks out of that. Huh? How do these people avoid getting shot? Well, some of them do get shot, <laughs> but most <laughs> most of them you'll find conveniently they don't go into the really bad neighborhoods. I mean, come on, they're not idiots. Yeah, come out to Waco. We had a dude shoot off a fucking AK forty seven out here. Yeah. Um, John, do you remember this documentary we watched? Uh, uh, it was years back. It was on Real Life Superheroes, and there was this guy, and he was in Arizona, and he was about. I'd say he's about Daniel size, probably like plus forty pounds. Daniel size when he before he had diabetes, like okay, been, and diabetes. had on like forty pounds. So he's he's a little chubby, and uh, he he started taking martial arts. And they show this clip of him like performing these moves on this dummy, and like he gets worn out just punching the dummy. And then they cut to a scene of him in his karate gi, and he's a white belt. But he wants to be a superhero at the same time. But he's just a white belt. And he ends up selling his house to get a van. And he's going to go out and patrol the streets in this van. And, like, his family is, like, devastated because he's making these terrible decisions. I mean. Yeah, I, 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 that was awful. Yeah, Shane. I think he had mental issues, though. He could Yeah, I mean, the guy really obviously had some problems. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I, I, that, that was more, I felt embarrassed watching it. When, when he was dummy, punching that dummy, that's when I felt embarrassed. I was like, holy shit, this guy's, uh, this is just pathetic. <laughs> yeah. And he tried to go to that tournament. He gets, he got like wasted. He got, at the he got eliminated the first fucking round. They tapped him. Yeah. It's like that superhero <laughs> right there fucking laying on the ground, tapped out. Um, I can't remember what his costume was either. It can't have been anything good. It had to be a shitty ass costume. I, I'd give him better just being a snitch, just drive around his van, just <laughs> the binoculars, and just call him a snitch. I think he had, I think he had like a, yeah. he had a, I think he had like a, a SWAT, a SWAT helmet, and he had like a fucking trench coat. I can't remember something, and he had goggles with big ass. Eyes yeah, that's on it. That's right. Know, he like, had the goggles. Yeah. Yeah, I like. Yeah, it's the snitch. He should just stuck to that. And, and he, Aaron, he would he would actually go. He would go Drop. to the neighborhood. He would go lead the neighborhood watches. Like he would lead them. Like he would hold them. And like you could tell the guys on like that were really part of neighborhood watch were like, why does this fucker keep showing up in this outfit? <laughs> like he's ruining this. You know, total mockery of dedication to safety and vigilance. Yeah. Because he's looking like a jackass. And there was another, uh, in the same documentary, there was these guys in Utah, and they were dressed up like that, and were walking on the street corner, and the police come up, and they're like, what are you guys doing out here? And he's like, oh, we're just walking around, just, uh, you know, make sure everything's cool. And they're like, okay, well, uh, you know, you guys just, uh, you know, stay out of stay out of trouble, stay out of the way. We, we got this, you know. Um Trying to admit that they don't need them. <laughs> uh, they actually, actually, somebody had interviewed Stan Lee and asked him what he thought about the real life superheroes. And Stan Lee <laughs> said that he said, first of all, he appreciates, he appreciates that people feel like they want to do something, like they can they can contribute. 
but he does not agree with the manner in which people are contributing because he's like, look, Spider-Man's got powers, so it makes sense for him to go do, down this path. But just a normal guy, if you get on a costume and you go out on the street, you're putting your life in danger and you probably have mental issues. And Stan Lee said that, you know, so. But my question is, how come we don't have, why, why don't we have a real life Batman? Why don't we have a real, a real superhero? Not just a guy that's wearing a costume or has a nice car. Why don't we really have somebody who's in the shadows taking out criminals? You know, why, why is that happening? It, it's, what's happening? Yeah, like, if, let's say if I was in that position and I'm a multimillionaire, I'm well-trained, I'm physically fit. I take care of myself and I have dividends and I have, I don't have to work for my, my money. It's just coming in. I would take every precaution to never, ever, ever get caught ever and not have anybody ever even know who the fuck I am or even see me. I'd leave no witnesses behind. I'd catch these criminals in such a manner that they would tell this ridiculous story that wouldn't add up. And the cops wouldn't even believe it. They'd attribute it to the person being high on drugs. Are you saying you'd actually do it? Or are you just saying hypothetically, if you were in that situation? Hypothetically, you know, I, I've always liked the idea of being in a critical situation, but I did that through the military and that was satisfying me now in a civilian sector man i i, I gotta tell you honestly it, it hurts me to see people in riots that turn violent or in uh uh you know mass beatings mass fights and stuff like that it's like our, my own people are hurting and killing themselves like gang wars and such that tears me up and i really do wish i could do something about it but so, if i was really going to make that change i would become a police officer or a detective or a border patrol agent and I would do something with the weight of the legal system behind my back because even though there's so many things about due process, not due process, about the legal process that I don't like, Which that's we just, the world. We just established. We just figured that out over the last but, but that's the world we live in. You can't, you can't change the legal system that we're in now unless Congress does a radical reformation, which they're never going to do. The system think, we have I right now. Trump just passed a crime bill. I think Trump just signed off on a crime bill. A crime bill. Okay, what what was the crime bill in, in I, particular? I didn't actually look into it. I'm just saying <laughs> something happened with crime. Some kind of but bill got passed. I mean, the, the system that we have right now, I mean, we have such a high incarceration rate. We have a, such a high return rate of uh, convic- con- uh, convicted felons that are going back to prison. You know, I, I would love to see a change there that that is involved with, you know, local people standing up and doing something in their communities. You know, I'd love to see our, our hometown turn around and start, you know, putting out more people that do something with their lives instead of just becoming, you know, uh, mediocre citizens and I, I hate to make that sound bad but you get what i mean um, so what you're saying so, is, is we need a rich person to go around and beat the shit out of old people until they get their life together old people <laughs> but the, the, the risk is like oh, I need people for, to pay for their shit and not let people walk off without paying for it <laughs> the, the risk is too high shay the risk is too high i think that's what i think a lot of so but why but there's got to be some somebody out there who's lost everything. No, Shay, Shay. No. El Chapo killed a man. El, El Chapo killed a guy, Shay, because he didn't shake his hand. A real fucking supervillain, you could say. He killed a man for not shaking his fucking hand. He's That's not going to waste time. Yes. He's not going to say, oh, take him back to my hideout. No, he's going to say, no, chop his ass up right here. 
and jump them over the bridge. They yeah, right. Judge. So, so it's, it's <laughs> there, because there is no, oh, I want I want top ten. I want to interrogate him or make him my arch anim, arch enemy or you know whatever. No, kill this fucker, throw him over there, done. <laughs> well, that that's why in that scenario you would have to kill first. Like you would have to draw first blood. You know. <laughs> <laughs> but going, but you're just going to punish her then what are you saying you're just going to punish her style yeah what, why is it there why hasn't there been a real life punisher out there why hasn't somebody actually uh, out and, and done this the fbi is really good about tracking people who stockpile weapons yeah, that's true, I guess. yeah. yeah okay <laughs> but let's, okay so let's just say for example we all know the punisher is eventually going to get caught but still, why right. hasn't somebody done it anyway? Just to just do it. And if they get caught, they get caught. Life away. <laughs> but if you have nothing to lose, I'm, I'm saying like there's people that do all kinds of crazy shit when they have nothing to lose. You know? Yeah. That, 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 yeah. You have to find a real Frank Castle, someone who's just lost everything, that is highly trained, and just says, you know what? I'm tired of drug dealers. I'm tired, tired of mob, mob, mob bosses, rapists, and all this bullshit. I don't go fucking kill them all. Let me let me tell you something that's just a little bit inaccurate about the Punisher. Let me let me tell you from a veteran's perspective of somebody that's been in combat. When we go through our training and we're getting you know spun down, the the war's over, the fighting's done, and you're coming back. The the biggest thing you get preached to is that you got to one lead by example, and that involves not just going out and murdering people, and then two. You you leave the world better than what you you took it you than what you received it as you pass on yeah. to the next person a better scenario than what you have and going out there and just murdering a whole bunch of criminals ain't gonna f- solve the problem we we see that in the Middle East where we killed all kinds of ISIS and Taliban fighters the the ratio for American uh, troops that have been killed compared to ISIS and Al Qaeda uh, insurgents is extremely favorable for us we wipe them out. And they always come back unless you kill every single one of those individuals that follows that ideology. They're going to keep bringing back more followers. And so if you wipe out every criminal in the U.S., that's a major criminal, you know, trafficking humans, trafficking uh, sex slaves, trafficking drugs, trafficking arms, doing uh, felony crimes like uh, fabricating money and stealing, you know, from banks and stuff. You wipe out all those people then you'll have people that violate parking tickets or maybe break into a home and you, know, you have these petty criminals. And then that's but the problem will be is that somebody will always come back. There will always be more. And so that that strategy of going out and wiping out all these criminals, it's just not it's not realistic. Well, that but that's the Punisher's goal. The Punisher is to kill all criminals. I mean, that's he's also mission. individual. Yeah. Well, and I'm sure there's people that join the military just to go kill folks. I mean, uh, yeah, yeah. There's people that join the military to learn how to kill and then come back to their gangs and use the skills they learned in the military in gang warfare. Let me let me interject right here because I heard about the story back in 2009. I was still with the infantry battalion, and let me let me just add this note real quick too. You joined the infantry and the military specifically to go kill people. Um, let's go back to what I was going to say. So, I was in Carolina Military Marine Corps base. We heard about these gangs in Las Vegas that were joining the Marine Corps and going to San Diego MCRD San Diego, going through their boot camp. And then going through their school of infantry and then going into the reserves, going back to their gangs and utilizing the tactics and firearms training to effectively be gang members. This one individual, I forget his name, was a Hispanic guy. He was with the Latin Kings. He was waiting for cops. He was a cop killer. 
He was waiting for cops to show up outside a convenience store. He used the corner of a building and an SKS to kill five cops before he was. Yeah, so, so if you can have that yeah. extreme on the bad guy side, how come we don't have anybody like that on the good guy side? You know what I mean? We got cops that do the best they can. I think it's because, like John said, I think it's because the risk is too high. Like death, death is immediate. If they, if they, if they get one hit, it's over. You know, it's not like in the movies or the comic books where you're going to live or you go back to your cave and a butler will heal you. It's it's one shot and you're done. It's game over. You know, um, I think that has something to do with it. I think the fact that you don't, you know, you got too much to lose. Like if you're a millionaire, and you don't want to lose that. You know, so. He probably worked hard for it, and just to throw all that away, I don't know, man. I don't know, but Aaron, you're making it sound like if you had the income, you would go out, to, you would suit up, like you. Would I know Aaron said, "Don't Aaron said he'd do it." Yeah, Aaron, <laughs> Aaron said he's like, on board. He'll go get. So here, here's my, here's where my, my journey with the real life superhero movie stopped because I considered it at one point. I'm not gonna lie, I thought because me and John were doing this. You're fucking thinking about it. <laughs> me and John, me and John were doing this whole superhero thing, and one of the real life superhero people's like saw our audition, sent me an email, asked me if I'd be interested in going to their meeting, and so that next week, uh, my friend Josh was moving, and he was moving into an apartment that was upstairs, and it just kicked my ass. And as I'm moving, I'm pick, I'm picking up this dryer. And I'm carrying it up the stairs. I've, I thought, I was like, there's no fucking way I could ever trace down a criminal. It's just not going to fucking happen. I'll get, I'll get, I will be killed. I can't do it. You know, it's not going to fucking happen. So get that fucking idea out of my head. And that, that was the end of it. Just from that one hardworking day made me realize, yeah, no, it's not going to happen. Yeah. So, but, it's, you know, it's a lot of training and a lot of, you know, discipline. You know, so, I mean, time. so Batman, I think he only sleeps like, you know, four hours a day and a good chunk. He's got a good chunk of time working out the rest of it. He's fighting crime. You know, I mean, that's it's just I, I just would not want to live that life. And the Punisher's pretty his, much the his, same his, skills, his sharpening of his skills is the fights that he gets into. That's yeah. how he keeps his toes is that he's constantly going out and taking on multiple people at one time. I mean, you got to think about it, John, when you get into like a fight with just one person. It's a big fucking deal. Like that's you remember that fight for a long time. But when you're Batman, you're fighting people every night. And if you know anything about fighting, you know that any day one person could get your number. I mean, it doesn't matter. Somebody throws the right punch, you're going down. It don't matter how tough you are. You know And they're not gonna drag like I said, they're not gonna drag you back. To interrogate you why you did it. No, they're just gonna fucking just shoot you. <laughs> and like, you're dead. Let, let's say, <laughs> let's say, let's say, Aaron, you know, Aaron's been in the military. He's got his training. He gets his body armor. He starts researching again. He gets enrolled in some kind of martial arts school and he's gonna go out and fight crime. And let's say the first criminal that he encounters is Brock Lesnar. I mean, oh, what, what's happening? What's gonna happen? I mean, he's gonna break my back over his knee. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I love Aaron to death. He's my brother. I feel for him. But I'm sorry, bro. You ain't beating Brock Lesnar. I, I'm not beating Brock Lesnar. All three no. together at the same time ain't beating Brock Lesnar. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah, I, you know what? It's like kick ass. They're just gonna find you in some goofy ass suit. Like, what were you? Do- what are you doing, sir? Out here dressed like this? What, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Now you got to explain what you were trying to do. You know, his teeth knocked out. Yeah, well, kick ass got. He got his balls electrocuted. I got all kinds of terrible shit happened to him. Um, the friend 
just recently made got burned alive. Yeah, you know. But yeah, even in Kickass, even in Kickass, John, that was one where they just didn't they didn't just murder him. They tortured him first, and he was able to get away. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Cartelis don't ever go up against the Cartelis, dude. They'll cut your fucking alive. Oh, you know what? I didn't think about that. There are vigilantes actually going up against the cartels. I forgot about that. Man, saying that extremely violent. What's saying? Just say there's a difference. There's people like if you want to be a hero, no one can know you're there. You can't fucking have a Facebook That's channel and shit like that. I'm sure there's you can't advertise yourself. Like he got That's why he got fucking caught. Off the grid. Nobody can know your family. Nobody can know your friends. Uh, you can't have pictures of yourself with anybody. You got to be a ghost. Yeah. yeah. That's what. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, you don't buy heroes. He want to advertise themselves. You can't fucking do that. You'll get one of your family members afraid to kill doing that shit. Right. You're going to get sniped. Tower. Oh, that's why in that documentary about Phoenix Jones and Master Legend, I was like, okay, you got cameras following you around. You're really not taking this seriously. And even that guy yeah. in Arizona that we felt bad for, it's like, okay, you got a camera crew there. You're not you're not 100% into this. But those, those vigilantes down at the border that are fighting the cartels, I think that's a different story. I think that's our real – I think that's about as close to a superhero, quote-unquote, that we're getting, like – you think, that's, you, think, you think that's a real life Punisher? Yeah, I think there are. I really do. Well, let me, and let I me draw some people. There's actually, you know what? There was a lady who was military that went to go fight poachers in Africa. I can't remember her name, but she actually went and patrolled out in Africa. I mean, she wasn't wearing a costume or anything, but she actually went out there with a gun and she's like, I'm going to find any poachers and I'm taking them out. Um, so there are some examples of vigilantes out there. That's where you got to work outside of the normal law conditions. So somebody in Africa that does something like that, I, I don't think Africa is necessarily going to convict you because you're protecting some of their their natural landscape and natural resources, such as right. ivory. You know, well, the, elephants and rhinos are you know endangered animals, and if you're protecting right. them, then I, I think they're going to turn a blind eye to that. Yeah, turn a blind eye. Well, in Africa, you know, money talks too. So whoever's got the big money, that's that's who's going to get justice. Um, sure. But uh, and I was on the border, though. I mean, in the border, man, Aaron, they were cutting off teachers' heads. They found like 120 decapitated bodies out in the fucking desert down there. Yeah, Shane, that, if that doesn't scare you, Shane. I, I don't know. Yeah. Let me, I mean, let me what the fuck I tell you, man? That's why that's I think the, this has, That's the only ahead. reason why Trump is getting any buzz behind that wall is because all the terrible fucking stories we're hearing from down there. I don't, you know, I think if, because most people think it's a dumb idea. But the only reason why it has any credence is because that there's these these cartels that are just running they're running the show yeah they're doing whatever they want. let me draw some parallels here to the middle east because it's very similar and this is why the middle east is actually gaining some traction in central america um the 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 isis and al-qaeda agents over there i mean you all got you all remember the the initial story of the journalist getting his head cut off it being recorded the god-awful screams and the traumatizing video from that you didn't see that happening in Mexico until a couple of years after that. That's when arms started getting cut off. That's when bodies started showing up in pieces. That's when cars started getting blown up. And I think it was a few years ago, maybe less than 10, when there was a 14-year-old kid who was impressed into cartel service. By 16, he had killed an American citizen and cut his head off. He's actually in prison right now. They're starting as early as 14. And why am I bringing this up? Because they do that in the Middle East at the exact same age. 
Al-Qaeda insurgents and ISIS insurgents will run up in a village and say, hey, um, we want your kids and we want your goats. And if you're growing any weed, we want it, too. And if you don't give it to us, we're just going to rape your, your daughters and your wives and possibly kill you. So the cartels take that same tactic. If you don't give us the resources we need to keep this machine going, we're just going to kill you and take it. So you're either going to give it to us or we're going to do it the easier way. And so you're seeing that pattern of behavior bleed over into these extreme scenarios. And that's what I was meaning by, you know, my heart breaks to see this kind of stuff happen here because I saw it happen in the Middle East. Are you telling me about to suit up and go down to the fucking border? Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> I saw these extreme scenarios occur, and you know I'm not the only one. There were several guys that were with me that were like we had kids that were being brought up to our patrol base, our our fob, and uh, like, hey, this boy that that is with us has been raped so many times. We need you to sew his ass shut. You were seeing stuff like that here, and it's it's very painful to watch. And so, what you got to do is if you're going to make any significant difference in that sort of area, you got to go with the fucking border patrol or the coast guard or the national guard. That's the only way you're going to stop these guys. Cause the only way you're going to stop them is with a fucking bullet to the brain. And how do you do that? Well, you get the national guard or the border patrol agents or the coast guard to give you the okay to engage that individual. Well, that's it. I mean, the, cartel, the cartel only have power because there's demand for their product. I mean, if there, there's yeah. no demand, you, you know, if there's no demand gonna for their product, they're not going to have any power. So, yeah. And uh, the, the movie uh, Sicario, the movie Sicario hit the nail on the head when that CIA agent talked to the FBI agent. He said control is the best thing we can hope for, because until we can get 60 percent of the population to stop snorting cocaine, we can't do any better. than that. Yeah. Well, that's why we need the Punisher down there fucking taking those bastards out one at a time. If you get a mercenary group that's authorized to go out there and eliminate those targets, then you could probably do that. And I, I have considered – I got offered by Garda to, to look at employment for them, and, and that was all in the Middle East and going to Syria and shit. And as you can see, that shit ain't getting no better. We've already had five people killed this year over in Syria. I'm not sure if I feel, feel good about that. Just go over there and get hit by a fucking vehicle bomb. That ain't cool. Would you uh, paint your paint your armor in primary colors and have a cape and fucking? I wouldn't have a goddamn cape in the middle of a goddamn desert. No. <laughs> what if it like? What if it has tactical abilities though to help you glide off of buildings and? That's not feasible. That's not practical or any of that shit. Because that's going to get caught on some rubble, and I'm going to get choked, or I'm going to stumble, and somebody's going to shoot me. But so. But what if it protects you from like fire and? Well, if it's fire return, I might consider it because, um, you know, explosives, they give you second-degree burns if you're in a certain See? proximity. See, John, that's all so, Aaron needs to do. Get him some gear, get him a little cape, a little, little, little sidearm. He's good to go. Now, just this yeah. is sidearm. That's it. This is sidearm. <laughs> <laughs> for for trauma sidearm. Uh, but, but really, but really, uh, and, and special operation units – they go with code names, and you remember Chris Kyle. There was a huge wave of support for him. They came out with that movie. They called their unit a Punisher unit, and they painted the Punisher symbol on their vehicles. Some of them even wore a patch with the Punisher symbol on it on their body armor. Yeah, That's- there was a renegade uh, colonel over there, I think, in the Middle East that was off doing went off mission and was doing his own shit like uh, Apocalypse Now. He was, like, training in his own little army. Dude, that's the last thing you want to get caught doing, dude, because there is so much fallout from that. You get all those people killed and that's on your conscience, or you raise up a militia that takes over the country and they become the dictators, then that's on your conscience. You can't, you like can't. 
he's right to the same conclusion that home dude in the apocalypse now. He's like, our government can't do this, so I'm going to fucking do it the way I want to. Yeah. I mean, and I think there's something to say. I don't think counterinsurgency has been working, bro. I mean, we've been at that war since we were in high school. I mean, I don't, I don't think we, we're, we're, trying, we're trying to get the locals to be agents for us, but they just don't have the technology, and too many of them live in fear. Just like I said, those go up in there and they they rape and they they steal and then they they force at gunpoint for people to turn over the things that they need or or they just the ideological approach and say these westerners are poisoning our society and they're going to cause the downfall of our entire religion and in some ways they're not wrong you know they they they, they don't eat certain meats and we go over there eating all these meats and we're like hey man you should eat this shit and they're like no i can't eat that because it'll be a moral sin they see us eating it for years and years and years, and so they have that constant temptation in front of them. It's like, God damn it, you need to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah, we're infidels. Um, okay, guys, we are way over time. I mean, man, we're, we just, we gotta gotta wrap this up. So we'll we'll probably pick up uh, you know this topic at a later date. But uh, yeah, we're just gonna we're just gonna come to a close. All right. All right, hey, John. Good talk, guys. Good talk. Good talk. <laughs> T- take us out, John. All right, everybody. We're going to say goodnight. St. Aaron, say goodnight. Goodnight. Yep, all right. (laughs) Take care, Sasha.